Greetings to all and to everyone from Detroit. I bid you a what up though as we keep our week going this blessed Tuesday. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I have been overjoyed and inspired by the episodes thus far. Each guest has vulnerably shared moments that they just didn't see coming. And y'all, wow, I feel seen, heard, and encouraged over the last three weeks. You know, it's interesting. When you get a new word or revelation, you often get the opportunity to live it out and apply it to your own life. And as I was chatting with some of my guests this season, the majority of us had had even more moments that we didn't see coming. But one thing that we all felt sure about was that we needed to tell our story because there is an unspoken understanding that part of being victorious over what you didn't expect is the testimony you share with others of how you've overcome. Now, my guest for today's episode has an inspiring story that will bless you in a way that you may not be prepared for. I thought I had heard her story before, but as it turns out, there was so much more in the details that provide new revelation to her message. It gave me a reminder to see God in all the details because he truly is working all the time. And my guest today is Dr. Alexandria Crumble. Now, to know Dr. Crumble is to know that she is a gentle spirit, a singing prophet, a storyteller, and a surrendered heart. She loves God, loves people, and sees the best in all people. And she carries joy, healing, love, glory, freedom, breakthrough, all of this in her spiritual arsenal. Now, Dr. Alexandria earned her Doctor of Pharmacy degree from Butler University and is a licensed pharmacist. And if she sounds familiar to some of y'all as I, as I talk about her, it's because you may have known her as Sister Praise for her powerful anointed praise and worship expression of ministry from her college days and how she operated in her ministry work. In April of uh, 2018, God called her to shift and asked her to call her new ministry Surrendered Hearts Collective, which exists to help people share their gifts with the entire world. Now, although she's lived in Chicago, Illinois for over a decade, she is still a Hoosier, Indiana girl at heart. I do encourage all of you to find out more about her miraculous testimony by going and downloading her music or devotional after you listen to this episode and become part of the hashtag surrendered collective at alexandriacrumble.com. Let's find out how you can overcome what you didn't see coming by being totally surrendered. Hey, hey, everyone out there. I'm hoping you guys are having a wonderful week. Um, I know I am. This week has just been amazing. And it's going to get even better because, as you all know and have heard in the introduction, um, today we just have a phenomenal, phenomenal person that's going to join us. I love her with all of my heart. She is a soul sister. Um but as you all know, as is tradition, I like for people to introduce themselves to you all so you can truly hear who they are and nobody does it better than them. So with that said, darling, would you please introduce yourself to <laughs> listening? Yes. Okay. So I did this not too long ago. So I'm going to break it down like this. I'm going to say something personal and um, I think I'll give you like a few things that I like. So right. I am five of six children from a blended extended family <laughs> shout out to all those blended extendeds love it and uh <laughs> and I have I think 16 nieces and nephews that's a lot so I think I qualify as a professional auntie I received that um my favorite food is bread <laughs> mm. yes bread people ask me that all the time I'm like what's your favorite cuisine I'm like is there a bread one I would like that one <laughs> um <laughs> I have a silly nickname that my family gave me when I was coming up. It's Goosey. I don't know. Every time I ask somebody, they don't know. They can't tell me why. So I just roll with it. And the funny thing about that is even when I got my doctorate degree, they just started calling me Dr. Goosey. So this is a real thing. <laughs> right. Did not change. This is a real thing. Yeah. Um, and I think to break it down ministry-wise, I'm a singing prophet, a storyteller, and a surrendered heart. So however we can, you know, stir up that pot and mix that up would be cool. And I come from like a long generation of like preachers and pastors and worship leaders and just creative people. So I'm so excited to be on the podcast. Hey, 
I'm so excited <laughs> to have you here. And oh man, Dr. Alexandria, um, <laughs> that is just uh, an amazing story and a great snapshot um, to launch us into this episode, which everyone listening, if they've been listening um, to what the theme was going to be about or any other episodes, they know that I love themes in each season. And so this season... <laughs> It is, I didn't see it coming. And so life is full of that. (laughs) Yes, Um, it is. And I am so interested in hearing one of those moments for you. So if you would just share that moment Mm -hmm. or moments with us, we would so be appreciative appreciative of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought about three moments. Mm -hmm. So let's go I'll go back to my childhood so I was 16 years old when my father passed away Mm. and I know you guys are like dang Alex you jumped right in the deep end but it's important it's important Mm -hmm. so I was named after my dad um to know me is to know that they wanted me to be a boy (laughs) and so um, they were going to name me Alexander, but you know, surprise, I came out, I was a girl. They named me Alexandria. Well, later on, I found out that my name means defender of mankind. And I'm like, dang, that's a heavy name. Did y'all figure this out? Did y'all look it up? I asked my mom. She said, no, she just told me, name me what the Lord told her. So I'm like, well, thanks mom. But I said all that to say when I was 15, I remember I was driving in the car with my dad and we were going somewhere And he was just going on and on and on about how I need to be my own boss and don't marry a knucklehead and don't marry a booger bear and take care of your sisters and your brothers. And I'm like, wait a minute, I'm 15. I'm not even the oldest. I'm not the youngest. I am five of six. Like what's really happening here? Right. And he was like, just going on and on and on about that. Now, when I look back at that moment, I remember saying to him, daddy, I'm only 15. But at the same time, you know, now as an adult, I don't know if he knew like subconsciously that he was not, you know, going to be with me for the rest of my life um, or for a big chunk of my life. But it was just like, wow, what a sweet moment um, to have to hold on to. I'll tell you another story about that where it was like, man, I didn't see that coming. So I was getting ready for my junior prom and my daddy was taking us, you know, my, my sister that's right above me, she was a senior, I was a junior. So I was getting ready for my junior prom and my dad was taking me dress shopping. You know, we, we all wanted our own time. So listen, I wanted my own time for prom dress shopping. Mm-hmm. And I remember he took me downtown Chicago to Michigan Avenue. And um, he was like, we're going to go downtown to Michigan Avenue. You know, I'm going to take you to some nice stores. And I was like, okay, but here I am like, a junior in high school I I don't know what's happening (sighs) but we went he took me to Saks Fifth Avenue and I remember we went in this really beautiful store these beautiful dresses and I went over to you know see this dress now this is so funny because you know like all the um all the fashion geeks are like oh I just want to be a part of this and you know you you see the fashion shows and you see this big fluffy, beautiful dresses and these big, super creative presentations. And so I found the biggest, fluffiest, <laughs> shiniest <laughs> dress that you could ever imagine. And it was like an orangish bronze dress and it was beautiful. And me, I looked at the tag and it was well over $500. And I was like, daddy, it's like, he was like, go try it on go try the dress on. And so I went in there, I tried the dress on, I came out, he was like, let me see you. Let me see what it looks like. Now I don't know if his mind, he was thinking, I'm definitely not buying this $500 dress or if he was just trying to get to his point. And so later on when we left the store, he was like, I needed you to experience that because I wanted you to know what faith looks like in motion. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoo, you know, when I look back at that moment, I'm like, man, there's no way I could have known that he would not be the person to walk me down the aisle and all of these wonderful things. He'll he'll, he'll never meet my grandchildren, you know, on earth uh, or his grandchildren on earth. Um, And so it's just like, man, there's no way I could have seen that coming. But when I look back at all the beautiful moments, Mm -hmm. I'm like super, super, super grateful to God. Yeah. Um, So there's another one that I'll tell you about, which really 
shifted my life in a big, big, big way. Yeah. So I was 33 years old and I was, you know, having a successful career as a pharmacist. I had been a pharmacy manager. I was climbing the corporate ladder. I was trying to be, you know, the CEO of Walgreens one day. Like I was like, listen, I'm going to do all this. I'm going to take over the world. And there was this little voice though in the back of my mind that was telling me, you need to slow down. Mm-hmm. You need to slow down. You need to slow down. But I was like, Mm-mm, nope, I got to get this next promotion. I got to, you know, I got to prove to these people that I am woman and hear me roar. Ooh! But that little voice kept telling me, you need to slow down. So I was spending some time with the Lord and he started like telling me, I want you to step down from pharmacy. Mm. And I had all kinds of feelings and attitudes about this because first of all, you are the one that provided the scholarships for me to go to this school, for me to get this degree, for me to have all this favor. I'm enjoying this lifestyle. I do not want to give it up. I don't know what you're talking about. Leave me alone. (laughs) Right. And, um, but no, the Lord was telling me, I want you to step down. So finally I got up the courage. It's going to be like a year and a half. I got up the courage to step down. I, I I wrote my resignation letter and I had it in my car for a full month in this yellow folder <laughs> before I actually gave it to my boss. Right. And I remember the day I gave it to my boss. He just sort of looked at me for like a minute with saying nothing. And then he was like, is there anything I can do to change your mind? And I was like, nope. What you don't know is I've been walking around with this, this letter for all 30 days. And, um, that was the spring of 2018. I spent some time that summer with my life coach and we were talking about, okay, Alex, what's next for you? And that fall, I actually had a sudden stroke. Mm. Yes, a stroke, people. I had a stroke. I was 33 years old. It was the week of my 34th birthday, actually three days before my 34th birthday. Wow. And... It was, a, it happened on a Sunday and I cannot, like now when I think about it, there is no way possible that that would have been anywhere on my radar ever, actually, not ever. I wasn't sick. I had no health conditions. And so I remember feeling like, Lord, I don't know what this is, but you have to get me out of it. Yeah. I was paralyzed on my left side. I was like, what? And the blessing in all of that, that I definitely could not have seen coming was that the Lord, it was almost like he had me set up to get everything that I needed. Mm -hmm. I was staying in an extended stay because he also told me to sell my house and move downtown. And I was like, what are you talking about? This is weird. But I didn't know that I would end up working at a church that's downtown. I didn't know that, you know, I would need to be close to Shirley Ryan, you know, therapy that was downtown. And so when I had the stroke and that was in September of 2018, after that, um, I took like a year and a half of leave Mm -hmm. and I found out so much about myself that I don't think I ever could have found out unless I just decided I'm going to take a year and a half and not work. Um, but again, so many beautiful blessings came out of that. Obviously, that's how I met you, Allison, mm-hmm. when I started working for the church. Right. Um, and the Lord, he miraculously healed me within 34 hours, mm. the week of my 34th birthday. And since then, it's almost like I literally have had to change my whole paradigm. My mm-hmm. paradigm now is surrender and stress-free when at all possible. Now, I know you can't be stress-free, you know, all the time, random things stress you. The sun might stress you if you stay outside too long. But I've decided to change my paradigm from go, go, go (laughs) to surrender, slow down, and Mm. stress-free. Listen, (laughs) Alex, let me tell you, (sighs) so many moments that you didn't see coming. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll see that she still has this beautiful smile on her face (laughs) so that you, you can tell without, even before we dive in, that there's joy on the other side of all of this happening. Um, And there's something so beautiful about that. Um, 
so I wanted to just kind of dig into some of the things you shared along with, you know, in those moments, how you felt. And I love that you spoke about your father and how he had this way of setting you up. It was like Holy Spirit knows and he just puts it on the hearts of people. Yes. Um, to create beautiful moments. And in the moment, because we don't know tomorrow. So in the moment, mm-hmm. you're you're kind of like taking it in for what you can. Mm-hmm. But wow, what a gift to look back and see moments of how he taught you faith. Um, how Ooh. he showed those faith, that faith to you. And it made me think, you know, when you talked about um, him not being able to walk you down the aisle. But then this also moment of him seeing you in this gorgeous gown. And I think those yes! are so precious. And I, and I don't, <laughs> I always make sure to take in those moments lightly when people share those. Cause I, I get it. And it's such a, it's bittersweet, but I love that he got to see that for you. Um, yes. While giving you this gift of like learning what faith looks like. Um, and so I love that. And then even after having a stroke at 33, going into oh, 34, 33. I mean, that's such a weighty story to have for someone mm-hmm. so young. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I love talking about the human part of it first, right? I know you mm-hmm. love Jesus. There's there's clearly no doubt about that. Um, <laughs> but was there ever a moment in, in the midst of this like whole situation that you were just like, really good? And how did Girl. that, how did that feel for you? And how did you kind of overcome that? What were you rooted in? What did you say to yourself? What, what was going on in those moments? Yes. Ooh. When for about, I think 10 years, for about 10 years after my dad died, mm-hmm. my whole story was looking at other people that were in their eighties and just, and telling God about how come it should be my daddy and not them. Mm, that's real. That's Every real. time I met someone my age, no matter what age I was at, I would be like, so you're going to let them live and not my daddy? You right. know? Right. <laughs> I was so angry. Ooh, I was angry. And honestly... I really didn't even release that anger until around the same time, like maybe like 2017 or 2018. Mm -hmm. Really, to be honest, it was 2018 because they said that the reason that I had a stroke was because they thought that I had a hole in my heart. Mm. That's what they told me. They said we don't know how you had a how you got a blood clot, but we think there's a hole in your heart. Mm. Wow! And when I sat with that, I was like, uh, "There is a hole in my heart." Yeah, it may not have been my physical heart, but I knew that there was a hole in my heart, and it was time to address it mm. in 2018. Okay, that's wow. a long way away from 16. Absolutely. Like, yes. That's a long way away. And now when we talk about it as a family, my mom, she's like, oh, I should have given you guys an opportunity to go through grief counseling. Yeah. She was like, but I didn't know. Yeah. She was like, I didn't know. And (laughs) I remember also when everything was going down. I was in that hospital. And I mean, they were trying, I mean, they were sending people in there. I saw so many doctors in there. I was like, why do they keep sending people in here? Like, why, why, why are they doing this? Mm -hmm. And everybody kept coming in and saying the same thing. What are you doing here? Yeah. How did this happen? And I'm looking at them like, this is why I need y'all to tell me. Like, here I am laying in the bed as a pharmacist trying to pick up the chart and read it. Right. That one of the nurses snatched it out of my hand and was like, you are the patient. You lay down, you know? Right. And um, they were like, we have to do a procedure. We have to stick this camera down your throat and mm-hmm. into your heart or however they did it. They were like, we have to see if there's a hole there. And they had to like, you know, put me down a little bit. I was kind of awake, but not all the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember what the man was saying to me when he was doing it. 
And as he was putting this thing in my heart, in my mind, I was thinking, I don't want them to find a hole because if they find a hole, then they got to do surgery. I don't right. want to have heart surgery. Ah, uh, but then when they were done, they said, we didn't find a hole in your heart. Now, here's what I think really happened. Mm -hmm. I really believe that if there was a hole in my heart, that God healed it when he healed me from the stroke. This is what I believe. Yeah. Because I had had like some issues like before with fainting. Yeah. And they were saying that it was related to like my heart and my blood pressure and all these things. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there was a lot of times when I was like, this is not okay. This is not fair. I don't like it. Um, I remember when after, you know, I got out of the hospital and my movement was restored. Um, there were lots of things that I couldn't do right away. I couldn't drive. I had to depend on people to drive me, you mm. know, or take a Uber. Mm -hmm. Um, I couldn't make like sudden moves. Like it took my brain needed to heal. And it's just like a bruise on your arm. There was a bruise on my brain. So it needed to heal. And the place that the blood clot went is the place that's responsible for singing and movement. And I've been singing since I was two, according to mama. Right. You know, right. mama said I was singing since I was two. So the very thing that I cannot, me, I feel like I can't do without, I'm not able to do. Wow. I remember that that was a Sunday that I went in the hospital uh, and my birthday was that Wednesday and everybody came to the hotel that I was at and they had a little birthday party for me. I had to wear this monitor on my heart, I had to wear this monitor that was like monitoring me all the time and had to change the padding. The, the padding on the monitor gave me a breakout because I was allergic to it. <laughs> it was like... First, all the things I could. I, I had to take like I had to sit in the tub. Like I couldn't. Like it was so many things. I was. They said I was a fall risk. So many things. And I remember one time I was trying to get ready to go somewhere, and I'm used to you know my mind remembers being able to move fast. Yes. No. 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 Everything mm -hmm. became a two and a half hour journey. Yeah. And I just had to learn literally how to just slow down. Yeah. I decided I would try to sing to myself one time when I was getting ready. Mm. And Lord, 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 the way my voice sounded, it sounded so crackly. And I was not used to that. Yeah. And I went into a whole nother like anger, you yeah. know, cycle. Like, yeah. you gonna take my voice? Right. Like, what's happening here? And the Lord, and I was singing this song about you know, my voice sounds crackly. My voice sounds crackly. And then the Lord said, well, you can give me your crackly sound until I heal your crackly sound. Wow. Woo! I just got chills. Woo! <laughs> he did say make a joyful noise. He was like, I am an audience of one, right? So. But it wasn't joyful. It was terrible. <laughs> but not, not to him. Right. Not to him. Not to him. It was beautiful. And then the funny part about this is, because I know you play the keyboard. I don't know if you tell your people that, but I just told on you. <laughs> but <laughs> I know you know piano. He took my starting range a whole step up. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying after the stroke, you have like after the a stroke, whole octave more. I have a whole, yes, higher. I don't really talk about that part, but I don't really think I've, I've only said that out loud a few times. Wow. So here I am thinking that my voice is going to be worse and he made it better. Wow. What, what, what did I do mean, that at? Let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about that. I, you know, what did do that <laughs> where, where, okay. You know, okay. First of all, that is such a beautiful beauty for Ashes story and i don't say that lightly because it's so difficult to see beauty when you feel like things have just fell apart uh, and i always honor the the moment of like humanity that i really feel like god loves when we just bring like i'm frustrated i'm angry i don't okay. get it and the reality <laughs> is that the hard reality is is that sometimes we don't 
not sometimes, we don't get to make every little step in our lives a cho- uh, intentional choice for one because life mm-hmm. just happens. It's mm-hmm. how we're rooted and how our mentality is and our and how we lean into our faith that keeps mm-hmm. us moving forward so that we can see the beauty to come out of that. Mm-hmm. I literally can only imagine um, feeling like you've lost something that you absolutely love. And I feel, and you know, what, what I don't think people often understand is that grieving people is a real thing. And then grieving moments and and expectations and dreams yes. of how you thought something was going to happen is equally as as important. We don't we don't think to grieve those things. You know, we yes. we think grieve people. We we expect people to do that. And so, yeah, something that you've loved since you were two, um, to feel like what is going on, and then to try. Yes. And I there's something so sweet about this picture, Alex, of you like <laughs> saying to yourself, "I'm going to sing to I'm going to sing." It's just me. Yeah. Um, and it's almost like God, and I, I'm just speaking from how I felt when you were saying the story. It was almost like he appreciated you giving him what you had in the moment. Yes. That he yes. could give you double for that, for all of that. Like, yes. Because even, even knowing, like, because some people can just, be, and, and and let me be clear, because I, I am always clear. That how <laughs> how different people approach these issues. This is not to shame. I'm specifically talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. your story, but yeah. it was almost as if God was saying, "What you have, you could have just shut down because you're like it's not good enough, or it's yeah. no longer what it was." So I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna tap into that gift anymore. It's, it's lost, and yeah. I get it. Life can. I mean, it's hard. It's hard. hard. And in the moment, you made a decision a very difficult one and a super vulnerable one, even vulnerable, yeah. even though it was just you. Yes. Say I'm going to sing and God just, yeah. and I know it was so sweet to him and he just <laughs> turned around and increased that gift. You know, it reminds yes. me of the talents, but like he, he truly did. Like he was like, yes, give me what you had. And I'm going to increase that in a moment when you felt like you had nothing. Um, yes. And there's something so sweet about that. Thank you for sharing. I did not know that. I mean, I know you just said you didn't tell a lot of people and then there's going to be a lot of listeners, but I really, I feel that there's something so deep and purposeful in that story because yes. when, when you do feel like things have been stolen and you do feel like you didn't see that coming and this is not how I planned it, without thinking, it's just easy to just give up on the whole thing. Yes. And I know hearing that, even in this moment, I had this whole revelation of like, you know, why it's so important to keep going and giving him what you have in the midst of thinking you don't have what you wanted. Yes. He will bless that and turn it into something greater, literally anything that you yes. can imagine. Cause you couldn't imagine having this whole another octave. Mm-mm. But, um, <laughs> wow. Thanks for that. Yes. Um, <laughs> what a what a sweet moment. I I'm, I kind of want to sit in that because I'm just like that. Is Let's sit in it because so I feel beautiful. like I'm supposed to sing the song that I sang. Well, it's okay because I was gonna ask you to sing something. But I was today. sitting in. So... <laughs> oh my gosh! So here here it is, y'all. This is some super vulnerable so here. Okay, you were page singing. from a book. Page. This, this is a song I was singing. Yes. Okay. Hmm. So I'm by myself. I'm trying to get ready, and I'm sitting there and I'm singing. I'll give you this crackly sound from this crackly vessel until you restore my crackly sound from this crackly vessel. And then he started singing back to me. Mm. He said, I will heal your crackly sound from your crackly vessel. So we just start going back and forth and back and forth. And it was like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. I can give you what I have. Yeah. I don't think it's enough. I don't think it's good enough. Mm -hmm. I don't think it is enough. To me, it doesn't sound enough. Yes. But that moment, he was like showing me. This is all about the offering. It's all about the offering, right. the willingness to give the offering. Yes, yes. Oh, so, yes. Yeah. Whew. 
<laughs> I, I mean, because I'm sitting here thinking like, wow. I mean, it, and it makes so much sense. Um, and yet the, the crazy thing is he's he just loves those moments. The moments that we try to keep yes. from him because we're, yes. we're he doesn't know what we're thinking or experiencing. Yes, yes, um, yes. And wow, Alex, thank you for sharing that and, and doing that. And I'm, <laughs> I'm only hoping, and I know that people, whatever that is for you, that, that, that listen, whoever's listening, yeah. that you feel like because this time was stolen or this moment was stolen and I should just give up and it's not what I wanted. There's something about continuing to give that back to God. Cause he, he's fully, yes. aware. um, there's, there's a re- return on that, that sewing. There is. I don't, yes. I don't know what it looks like, but there just is. Um, and then that's what's so cool about, you know, not necessarily trying to figure that out, but just being open to it. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted you to share, because I did not know that full story. So I will admittedly say that. Um, <laughs> but I do know, because I've heard you share, that there was something significant about your 31st, 34th birthday, 34 yes. hours. Yes. Number 34. So can you share what for you what that significant is in that time yes. and those numbers? Yes. So the year, I think in 2017, um, I kept I started seeing three, three, three everywhere, right? Yeah. And you know, I started asking a lot of questions, you know, like I was asking all my friends that were prophetic and you know, knew about these type of things. And some of them were like, don't do that. That's not of God. You know, that's numerology, la, la, la. And uh, I was like, okay, okay. But then it just kept happening. <laughs> and so I was like, I need some answers. Yes. And I remember I reached out to um, one of my mentors at the time. And I was just like, what is this? What is this 333? And she was like, yeah, the Lord shows me that all the time. Go to Jeremiah 33 and 3. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do that. So I went to Jeremiah 33 and 3. And it said, call unto me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you've never seen, that you've never heard wow. of. And it was one of my grandmother's like favorite. It, it still is one of her favorite uh, scriptures. But I remember going to that scripture and I literally just started doing that. I literally was like, can you just show me? Because you're definitely showing me. So I need you to show me. <laughs> right, right. So I just started seeing it everywhere and I did some more research. I found a, a super, a super cool book um, that's biblical based about prophetic numbers. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much about like the, the letters and the numbers and the shapes and the sounds and all these things about the Hebrew alphabet that I didn't know about. And I found out that the number 34, because I was looking up the number 33. Right. I'm like, I need to, we need to understand what's happening here. Right. Um, but that was so significant because um Jesus started his ministry at 30, and it was like about a three-year ministry. So he yep. would have been 33. Um, it this happened three days before my 34th birthday. Mm-hmm. And when I looked up the number 34, it represents overcoming victory. Wow what 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 (laughs) (laughs) right and because I was like relating that to like the age that Jesus was when he you know was crucified and everything like that and resurrected I'm like I had a whole death burial and resurrection listen (laughs) I had a whole death burial because the things that were going on in my actual life at the time felt like death it really really did I was transitioning in all the ways possible, <laughs> mm-hmm, all of the ways mm-hmm. possible. I was transitioning and it was really hard to let some of that stuff go. Like I was selling my town home that I had and this part I didn't share, but I was married in 2008 mm-hmm. and divorced in 2012, but I was still living in the house that we had right. uh, myself and my ex-husband. And the Lord was telling me he wanted to, me to sell the house, you know? And I was like, now I got to sell the house. Like right. everything that was making me comfortable that I felt comfortable in, the Lord was like, I'm shifting you. I'm shifting mm-hmm. you. And so just finding out so much about what 
all was actually happening in my life. It was absolutely remarkable. Like (laughs) the fire station was across the street. The reason I was staying in a hotel is because my townhome was getting renovated so that I can put it on the market. Right. And I was staying in this hotel and it was directly across from the fire station. So the ambulance was able to get there so quick. And, you know, if when you're having a stroke, you have to act fast. There's like this whole acronym of what it looks like. And it's important to get to the hospital as fast as possible. And it so happened. (laughs) I just laugh now when I tell this story because God is just all through it it's like the enemy throw darts like you know like all day throwing darts and the lord is like i got you right so i uh the hospital (laughs) y'all the hospital's name you know advocate took over it but its original name is the good samaritan hospital wow (laughs) (laughs) and when i when they pick me up when they pick me up you know the ambulance I don't know if I was in my right mind or not in my right mind. I was kind of going in and out, fainting and coming back and going in and out. And I remember telling them, I want y'all to take me to Elmhurst Hospital. (laughs) Because all I knew was that Elmhurst was a nice hospital. It was brand new. And that's the one I wanted to be in. Right. And they were like, no, man, we have to take you to the Good Samaritan Hospital because you're having a stroke. And that's Mm -hmm. the closest. The hospital, y'all, was less than five minutes away. Wow. And then I found out later on that it was nationally ranked for a stroke protocol. Listen, somebody just passed out right now. I was like, Listen, what? It almost was me. Allison, let me tell you how. Now, this part, I don't think I share with you either. Let me tell you how I'm in. I'm in the stretch. I'm on the stretcher. I'm going in and out. Next thing I know, I hear this, the voice of this man. Girl, hold on to your seat. <laughs> I'm there. I'm on the edge of it. I hear the voice of this man talking about Alexandria, Alexandria. And I'm like, yes, I think I'm saying yes. Maybe I'm saying something. And he was like, my name is Dr. Alexander. I am going to be taking care of you today. Honey. Girl. Girl. Honey, listen. Honey, listen. To me, throw shoe, throw shoe. Listen to me. That man said my, and I said, "Oh, that was my daddy's name. You have a good name." Now I'm having a whole conversation with the man. I remember the conversation. Now I don't know how it was sounding. It was probably slurred speech. I don't know, but in my mind, I knew I would what I was saying. Yeah. (sighs) Ah, that wasn't it though, because when they pulled me into that room, I was in room number eight. And eight, I found out, represents new beginnings. Beginnings, yes. And my nurse's name was Gloria. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gloria told me, she said, I normally work the night shift, but something just told me to pick up an extra shift. So I'm working the day shift. Now, mm-hmm. let me break that down for everybody and the people Please in do. the back. Please do. When the Bible talks about the glory of the Lord being with you day and night, a cloud by day and fire by night. So Miss Gloria, fire, normally works night, but yeah. something told her cloud to work the day. Yes. And this lady out of her mouth said to me, and I'm not making this up. She said to me, I'm going to go with you everywhere you go in this hospital. She was like, they don't normally do that, but I am going with you everywhere you go in this hospital. And I am going to make sure that you get out of here and that you are well. So when they came to take me to get all the MRIs and scans and everything, Guess you know, they normally listen, the glory, the glory. <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> okay, so Ooh, here's what I, I love about that. And I really hope people catch that because you're telling this story. <laughs> And there's so many things I want people to catch. I know to be true. And I'm sure there's yes. people can identify. And again, these are hard things. Like I'm naming it. This is not, I'm, I'm saying this to be true, knowing that this is something that in the middle of a storm, you're yes. not interested. No. Um, <laughs> but it's so important to be aware and allow yourself to be aware and open of what God's doing in the present moment 
And one practice, and I and I heard that, I mean, like you 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 alluded to it, um, but one practice that I try my best to do, especially when I'm going through, is to say, like, Holy Spirit, show me where you are mm-hmm. in the little things. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, it's it's just it's too easy and second nature to when things are going wrong to only focus on that and magnify that and and worry about that. Um mm-hmm. And so you can be praying and asking God to do things. You're like, he's not doing anything, but you're missing like little things. So here yeah. you are, you know, just suffered from a stroke in the, um, on the way to the hospital, getting to the hospital and how easy and, and expected to be quite honest. Yeah. To be mad and frustrated and think like, I am abandoned. Mm-hmm. I am forgotten. I am not seen. And Lord, I just don't understand. You are supposed to be a good God. And you know, he talks about mm-hmm. being he him being with the brokenhearted. And that's one perspective. And 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 too many people are reality. But then also in this moment where you suffered a struggle, you're on the on the way to the hospital, you're in, you know, a hospital room, you're not at the hospital you want to be in. Mm-hmm. That's perspective A. Perspective B is, you know what we call enemy Satan trying to attack you and perspective B is he placed you at a place that where people were able to get to you fast, where you had a doctor take care of you who shares your father's namesake, (laughs) where when you got to the hospital, you went to a room that symbolized new beginnings and someone named Gloria who says she would be, be with you day and night who doesn't even work days. Um, (laughs) And those look like two completely different moments in time. Mm-hmm. And yet they're the same moment. Yes. And how crazy is it to, to really just say, like, when you're open, say, Holy Spirit, show me what the, where you are in the little areas. And I know some yes. of this comes in reflective moments and in hindsight, mm-hmm. moments, but mm-hmm. still it just shows mm-hmm. like he is truly with you even in the most cataclysmic of situations. Yes, honey. have this beautiful story that both stories are true. Both this amazing story like covered with beauty and this like this crazy story covered in fear. (laughs) Yes. And how perspective, as you just shared your perspective. Well, I forgot the other part of perspective, the other perspective. You're close to this hospital. The hospital is Good Samaritan, which just symbolizes where like people stop and see you and then take you to where you- And help you. And help now you. Now I gotta, I gotta put a pin in that because I'm, I'm telling this part, listen, this is the, this is the page, you know, page from my book. It's an open yeah. book. I'm going to tell the whole story. I'm here. I'm here for it. <laughs> so there's a part of this story that Honestly, sometimes I choose to tell and I choose not to tell because it is associated with pain. It is associated with disappointment. It is associated with devastation. But the Good Samaritan narrative also leans into the fact that the man that helped me that day was a man that I was very much in love with at the time. Mm. And I very much thought that he was going to be the person that I would spend the rest of my life with. Now, that's not my reality today. Sure. But- they took me to the Good Samaritan Hospital and he was the only one with me. Mm. He was the only one that saw me all twisted up, foaming at the mouth and everything. If he had not come to pick me up, because he actually, he was borrowing my truck and I could have easily just said, just take my truck and just, you know, just mm-hmm. go and do what you need to do today. But I was like, I remember saying, I want to go to church with you today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if if he had not come to pick me up at the precise time, I mean, if he had stopped to get gas or a hamburger, I mean, or, or, or breakfast or coffee or anything, the timing could have looked a lot different. Because mm-hmm. I remember waking up that morning at 6.30 in the morning. I went to the bathroom. I laid back down. I was just fine. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, I got a few more minutes. Let me <laughs> snooze this alarm. And if he had not come, he got there around 8 a.m. in the morning. And if he had not come at that time, then I don't know. Maybe yeah. it, maybe no one would have found me. Yes. And yes. He, he was the only one. And I always treasured him for that moment 
And I always honored God for that moment because I'm like, yes. God, you trusted this man to help me, to find me. Because yes. he was trying to get in the door. I couldn't get to the door. I had to roll on the floor, crawl, drag myself to the door. I finally got the door open. I passed out. He picked me up, put me on the chair. Like it was so mm -hmm. much happening. He's the one that called 911. He's the one that did that. And I always treasure him and honor God for that moment because God trusted him to do that. Yeah. God trusted him to do that. And when I think about it now, it's like by the time my family got there, they didn't they didn't see me in that in that state. Mm -hmm. By the time my family got there, they didn't see me in that state. So that he he was the true good Samaritan in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Taking you to Good Samaritan. Taking me to Good Listen, Samaritan. Well, call it 911 so they can come and get me. <laughs> right. And but well, again, all the that way down. Whole, that that it's that whole story though about how God is just setting things up. Like I yes. Anything my my dad suffered from a stroke um years before he he did end up passing away. Something similar happened. He had somewhat of a slurred speech before he left work. Mm -hmm. and, but not enough where I think people could over get what was going on. Yeah. And so a coworker noticed it just, it was different. And so they were like, you know, they stayed at work a little bit later. They decided like, let me just drive by his house to, to see, make sure he was okay. And I guess he did not, when he came in the door, he had passed out closer to the stairs, but what's crazy is he left the keys in the front door. So when the that coworker drove drove by, they're like, "That's not normal." But also, yes, it was locked. But because the keys were accidentally, they were able to get locked, in. They were able to get in, and I just um, again, they're just crazy moments. Like we can focus on the why did it have to happen, and the truth is, we live in a we live in a broken world, and there's so many things. But you can still see the goodness of God in so many situations. So many and as we kind of you know when like you look back to the story that you just shared you know, you're able to see this God's goodness through the whole thing. Yes. It's so imperative that we, when we are going through things, no matter how big or how small, to just ask God, like, show me you in every moment. Like, show yes. me you in the, when I was able to get this parking spot that I wanted. Show me you. Okay, princess parking. That <laughs> we walked into, because me and Alex got so many testimonies on, on sales. Amen. Oh. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> shout out and or you know when he just put someone in your life that you were like I didn't even know what they were there for and I thought they were just there for me to say hello to and they do something so significant in a time that was so significant and it might not have even been significant to them you know as I always laugh about there's probably people in this world who don't know how they impacted somebody so deep because it wasn't deep to them they were just obedient even if it was unconscious, you know, they were just yes. where they needed to be. And there's, and so there's, there's power actually in a, being able to see how God is with you in the little moments, especially the moments that you hated, that you Ooh. hate. Um, <laughs> and I think that is so powerful and beautiful and the gift of, 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 uh, of beautiful perspective is a gift. Like it's a wonderful yes. Um, because I think we just innately love to look at the negative. It's just too yeah. easy. Yeah. It's, it's too easy because like, it's, this yeah. Is, this is going wrong and I'm not happy. And when you live this life that is full, if you live, you don't even have to live that long for life to show you that there are going to be things that you did not see coming. Um. I think what you shared today, Alex, and, and what I'm pulling from that, what you shared today about um, even in those moments where it feels the lowest, you still mm -hmm. gave the best. Mm -hmm. And even in, in crazy times when there's so much that are that's going wrong, you have a perspective to say like, but look at what the Lord is doing. You know, like mm -hmm. you said, you're like, I don't even know how I sound, how, how you sounded responding to this Dr. Alex. I do not know. But you did, <laughs> and and you there was something there that you were aware of. So even in these crazy times, having this awareness to say, "There's, I still see God doing things. I still yes. sense unique things." Okay, Gloria. Okay, eight. You know. Okay. Um, <laughs> that 
y'all, that was a whole message <laughs> on this day. That that was a whole message. Oh my god! And I really hope oh, that can, like uh, hold tight to those things that you shared. Though I mean, that was very unique to your story, but the themes that you shared are central to I think what all of us can hold mm-hmm. tight to when things are going a little bit off course. Uh, well, let yeah. me rephrase off the course that we thought we were supposed to be Okay, on. off the, right. Yeah. Because I was definitely on plan. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> on plan you know, and on brand. Like, surrender, hashtag surrender. <laughs> hashtag surrender. Okay, so shameless plug. Let me, let me, let me <laughs> dive into that. So, you know, you share with us these moments that you didn't see coming, how you um, overcame those with, just through your relationship with Jesus and, and, and just keeping him first and foremost through really hard times. Um, and you shared that after that happened, you had a, a, a posture of surrender. So yeah. let's, let's talk about now we're moving yeah. forward and you have Surrender's Hearts Collective. First, can you share what that's about? Yes, I would love to. So Surrendered Hearts Collective is the name of the ministry that the Lord asked me to call my new ministry. Um, he actually did that in around the same time that I stepped down. So I had this beautiful encounter with the Lord and he told me, he gave, he literally gave me the name verbatim. He said, this is going to be the name of your new ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the things that you're going to do. And I was, and I went on this long process of, uh, cause I, I used to have a nickname in college and my nickname was sister praise. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of like took it and ran with it and built a whole brand around it. And people still call me that. And the Lord was like, oh, I want you to shift, you know? And I was like, okay. Um, But I was really just trying to figure it out, figure it out, figure out. And he was like, I want you to keep it simple. Share your gift with the world. And so that literally became my tagline for Surrendered Hearts Collective. Share your gift with the world. So I basically come alongside people from all walks of life who are creative, artistic, um, musically talented. And I help them find what it is that they can use to share with the world. I help them cultivate it. Um, And that looks like many, many different things. I mean, some people want voice lessons. Some people want to learn how to sing prophetically. Some people need help with their ministry event. So whatever that looks like, that's what I do. I help people do that. I provide like prophetic insight coaching um, because the Lord just meets us where we are and I'm able to kind of share, hey, this is what I see. What can you do with that? Or this is what I notice about you. How can you put some energy towards that? Awesome. Okay. If they want um, to follow you, where where yeah. are the handles that they? I'm not done with this yeah. episode by any means. No, no. <laughs> I feel like they're yeah, yeah, you're yeah. leaning in, so I want. Uh, come on and lean, lean. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so you can go to my website alexandriacrumble.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Alexandria Sings, and that's C I N G S. Y'all see what I did there? Because my last name was Crumble, yeah. so Alexandria Sings. Or on Facebook at Alexandria Crumble. Awesome. I love that. Um, and y'all, it's y'all need to tap into that <laughs> to some degree. Even if you visit the website and, and sign yeah. up just to yeah. hear really beautiful words from her. Um, yeah. Okay. One of the things that I'm asking each guest in this season to do is share a character from a television show or a book. <laughs> Yeah. that who you really love or you love their story or you love how they overcame mm-hmm. the situation who is that mm-hmm. person for you omg so i was thinking about this this morning and i am gonna say olive oil <laughs> that is so unique say more so i thought about how popeye was always trying to save her mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, all right. I see some. I'm. I hear where you're going. I was always trying to save her, and I just thought about how there were a lot of times, you know, you know, as a kid watching it, you're just thinking, "Oh, Popeye's coming in to save the day," and mm-hmm. you know, he eats his spinach and he gets strong, and he not. I think the other character's name was Bruno. He knocks out Bruno, but Olive Oil, she was always like, "Yes, I need some assistance." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't really say that she was going through anything. She yeah. was being like, you know, irritated by Bruno. Yeah. Um, but 
I just love how no matter what, she was always willing to be rescued. Listen. <laughs> I I was like, maybe you should say Popeye. I'm like, no, I like how Olive Oil was like, yes, I need help. Right. And for me, to know me is to know that I am a incessant, like masterful helper. I'm a chronic helper. And I have a hard time sometimes receiving help. Yeah. I have a hard time asking for help. I have a hard time um, just saying it, admitting that I need help. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, um, the Lord has had to help me understand you, you're not meant to do this on your own. Yeah, You actually can't. It's okay to surrender. It's okay yeah. to let go. Yes. It's okay to need help. It's okay to mm-hmm. say I need help and yeah. receive the help. So I'm here that. for it. I need help. Listen, <laughs> listen. And let me tell you, I'm with you. I'm with you. I I, I don't know if it's cultural. I'm sure there's uh, cultural ties to it, but this mm-hmm. just feel like I have to do it by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to annoy anyone or mm-hmm. my life. So I probably need to figure out how I need to get out of any situation. Mm-hmm. And that's just not wise. And that's not how we're built. And that's not how God intended. So I get mm-hmm. that. I totally get that. And I love honey. Listen, you, I'm Olive Oil. I, I need help. The character. I love Olive for the, the fact that you chose her because I feel like absolutely. Like okay. and, I need and help. beauty in that. <laughs> and you and you'll be shocked who is willing once you do ask. Especially, and it's always people who give so much that have the hardest yeah. time accepting. Yeah. So I'm I'm here for that. And I'm, also, I mean, just because we here, you know, yeah. to make it like super, super deep. Come on, somebody. The Ready. fresh oil. The fresh oil. You know what, Alex? I, Come on, somebody! <laughs> now, that just came to me. I didn't plan that, I, y'all. I didn't look, plan it. Look, but we, we are here for it. Because <laughs> when you that fresh oil, you yes. understand that, yes, you can help, but that you can also receive it. Yes. And when you surrender, yeah, Come sometimes on. you may have to be crushed. Sometimes you yes. may have to be crushed. Yes. But listen, what comes out of the crushing is fresh it's oil. oil. Alex, I'm gonna turn this episode <laughs> off. Oh, but don't no, don't no, turn it off before before it. the people know. Don't turn it off before the people know. I always forget this part. Yeah. I have worship music. I have worship yeah. music on iTunes and Google Play and Apple Music and Amazon and Tidal and name. all the wonderful places under my name. Yeah. So you can get on Spotify I, as soon as you're finished with the podcast. Go ahead. And listen to this whole breath of music that <laughs> Alex has available. Alex, before we go, and I'm not even trying to be funny, <laughs> I would love for you to just sing a song that you, and it could be anything, just a chorus yeah. of a song that you often go back to when you feel like life gives you moments that you didn't see coming. Yeah. What's, what's a small song that you, that you just keep in your head? I'm sure there's mm-hmm. many. Mm-hmm. But would you sing that as we we end? Oh yes, yes. So this song is by um Travis Green, and this is the song that I asked that gentleman to play in the hospital when he said, "What do you want to hear?" I said, "I want to hear some worship music." Mm. And um, this is the song. Let my worship rise like a sweet perfume. And I'll pour my love, my love, all over you, all over you. I love it. Yes. I love that. Thank you so much, Alex, for sharing so much of your beautiful story of your a few <laughs> moments that you didn't see coming but wow are we able to see how god showed up and showed out um through it all and and here you are full of joy singing yeah. singing higher both literally and figuratively than you've ever sang before <laughs> and um okay. with just a smile on your face and it's just it shows god's goodness um in the midst of things that we we're not expecting so i appreciate you doing that i appreciate you being on this episode thank you so Um, much for having me absolutely thank you for on the legendary page yes page from my book podcast 
goodness, goodness. What a what a <laughs> gift it was today to just talk with you. Um, so thank you again, everyone. I, I know you all were so blessed by it. So take all of these beautiful gems, these beautiful words, these beautiful revelations, and just enjoy and apply them to your week. Um, have a great one, and we will talk soon. <laughs>